Our reading this morning is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. The birth of Jesus Christ. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What a privilege it is to uh, week after week open up the Bible and uh, see what the Lord teaches us and has for us uh, through the Bible. Let's, let's pray as we do so again this morning. Lord, just like a star rose in the east uh, that led the Magi to the baby Jesus, we're asking that a star would rise also, Lord, for us even in our hearts in a very, very real way um, that we might be led to worship uh, the Christ child. Lord, that our hearts... Lord would um, adore that we would bow down Lord that we would pour out our lives in adoration and worship Lord we, we need you to do that in us and we're asking for your work of your word and your spirit Lord um all of us, Lord, every single one of us, Lord, need that work um, of humbling and of adoration of the King. And so, please, Lord, work afresh in us again this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the next two weeks, uh, we, as we lead up to Christmas, we're going to be looking at the story of the birth of Christ and as you know and I know right across our city it's an amazing thing isn't it um, that the lights are being turned on and the tinsel is coming out and shops are getting really really busy and uh, but it it actually coincides with our joy as people of God that a baby has been born and the original idea is uh, many of you know the original idea of Christmas comes 
uh, from the fact that God has given the gift uh, from heaven uh, to earth, the gift of Jesus. And so what I want to do this morning is open with you again this very familiar passage. Maybe nothing in here um, you haven't heard before, but I just never get sick of it. I love uh, to look at this occasion when God uh, comes to us in the baby Jesus. Um, This is the way the author of the book of Matthew begins. And he says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. He says, I want you to know now, you weren't there, I want you to know how it happened. How Jesus, the Messiah, um, was born. And that word Messiah um, is the Hebrew version of Christ, the Greek, uh, which both means anointed, the anointed one. The one that is... Um, got oil poured on them, ready for them to assume this throne and and to be king. And you would think that with something like this, um, the anointed king, the ultimate king coming to the world, you wouldn't think that there's going to be some red faces. But there are red faces because it says... This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. So there was a pledge. In those days, the way it worked is that there was a pledge um, between a man and a woman, and um, it was a... It was a covenant, an unbreakable covenant between um, a man and a woman. It was like what we call engagement, except it was a betrothal that was unbreakable. Uh, And the only way you could break out of it is either by divorce or by someone dying. And so typically they would live um, separate for 12 months before they came together. And in that time, Mary had been, after Mary and Joseph had been pledged to one another, it was found that Mary was pregnant. And the fact that Mary was pregnant and um, Joseph and Mary weren't living together, it meant that Joseph knew in his head that Mary had been with another man. And it says here that because Joseph and her, Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and you did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. So here was Joseph, he, he, he loved God. He loved the law of God. He wanted to do whatever was right by God. But he didn't really want to just totally embarrass Mary either. He didn't want to just embarrass her and just... Um, expose her to public disgrace. And so he tried to put those both those things together and he just resolved in his heart, what I'll do is that I'll just um, divorce her quietly. Kim, would you mind just clicking on my first... I think, is it, if I got a green slide there or is it not... It's not there. 
uh, maybe at the fault's mine, mine this time. Um, yeah, that I didn't. I might have put it in the eight fifteen and not the ten. That's okay. Um, so, so here is this. Here is this embarrassing situation where Joseph had. Um, Joseph had resolved in his heart um, to divorce Mary quietly so he could be faithful to the law. I just imagine the turmoil in, in his heart. But then we read um, in verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream <laughs> and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Just think this is very, very beautiful and very powerful. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And he, very personal, Joseph. Joseph, he calls him, son of David. <laughs> Joseph, if you just read the genealogy just before this, it is a, this is a long genealogy to show that Joseph is a son of David and that the, the Messiah was promised to the line of David. And so here the, the angel is saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take this woman home as your wife. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Amazing. Do you know in the beginning, the very first verse of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, I'm going to read it for you. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Creation. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and then it all began to happen. The creation came into existence. And now it seems that God is looking down at the mess of the creation and He's starting a new creation. <laughs> the Spirit of God, what is conceived in you, Mary, is from the Holy Spirit. An initiative of God to create the world. In the first place, it was his idea, and now the initiative of God for a new creation. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph, you'll give birth to a son, and you're going to give him the name of Jesus. And what seemed like total disgrace and red face now is turning into glory. And in fact, the instructions that, jo that the angel gives to Joseph are very important because in Judaism, when a father names a child, they are conferring a legal status on them. They are saying, you are to be the heir when a, when a father confers... So, for example, in Isaiah 43, you might remember this familiar verse. I have called you by name, you are mine. That's God speaking to 
Israel. I've called you by name. Because I've named you, I've called you by name. You, I own you. I, I own you. And so the, the, the angel is saying, I want this child, Joseph, to be, you want, I want you to name him. So he's yours. And he becomes an adopted legal son of yours in the line of David. He's not your biological son. Name him, Joseph. Name him. That he becomes yours. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so how now we've got two names. Jesus and Emmanuel, which we're told means God with us. An ancient prophecy from Isaiah 700 years before. And it says, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. So I would like to think with you um, about the magnitude of God's plan in sending this little one to the earth. And I'd like to think with you about the deep care of God. Uh, And lastly, I'd like to think with you about the purpose of God's plan. So let's think, first of all, about um, the magnitude of God's plan. Do you know the idea for Jewish people that God would come down, would come down to us, was almost unthinkable. Unthinkable. Why? Because all the other nations had their gods. Yeah, sure, they got their silversmiths and they created these idols or they got a bit of wood and carved everything and they bowed down to it and that, that was bread and butter for them just to bow down to their gods. But for the Jews... They would never, ever even dream of doing that. They wouldn't even say God's name. It was so holy. And, and they would never create. They, they, were, they were strictly prohibited from any image. God is transcendent. He's holy. He's majestic. He made us. He fashioned us. We don't fashion him. The idea of God coming down in fact, the Romans said that they used to call the Jewish people atheists. Why did they call the Jewish people atheists? Because the Jewish pe- they had all their gods. But the Jewish people, where was their god? They, they had no god. They, they, might, they were atheists from their point of view. But from the Jewish point of view, God is so magnificent and above all and is totally worthy of our lives and our worship. We would never de- He doesn't come down. He's up there, glorious. So when it says, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us, God is coming down. And it's this incredible thing 
for the Jewish people. The God himself, the God of the universe, the God that created all things. He in himself, he is coming. He's coming. He's coming down. And he's coming in the, perp- in the person of a little baby. But the idea is shocking to them. That the God of all would come down. God had looked down on the human race and seen what a mess that we're in. We, we try and fix it in all sorts of ways, us human beings. We get, um, we vote in a new government and we have new policies to try and fix our mess. Or in centuries past, we've got armies, great powerful armies to sort things out and just wipe things clean. Or we get science and te- technology to, to try and bring our mess of a humanity um, into order again. But in actual fact, God looks and says, we're helpless. We're hopeless. And so God says, I'm going to come myself. I've got to come down. I'm calming down. I am working salvation with my own arm. I'm coming. I'm coming. The great and mighty God of of the heavens and who made the galaxies um, and he made the creatures of the earth and who made us. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing Mary, this poor, 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 unknown woman. And he's bringing a new thing. It's like God is coming into the creation. It is the God's coming in, in the person of his son, into the creation that he's made. It's like if you were writing a book and it was a fiction book and you wrote yourself into the book. You wrote yourself as one of the characters in the book. God is writing himself into his own. He's the author, but he's putting himself in. (laughs) He's coming in. He's coming in. And it's not a fiction. It's a reality. He's coming to be part of that which he made. And he's coming to help us. He's coming with a great act of love. And that's my second point. I want us to think not only about the magnitude, the bigness of what God is doing in Christ, but also the deep, deep care that what God is doing in Christ. Do you know when you get a Christmas gift... And someone gives you the Christmas gift and there's not really that much care in it. And you think, uh, they've ticked the box and they've given me because they kind of had to. Um, you know, they're... But, but then you get a gift. Wow. And you get this gift and you know this person has been thinking all year about this gift. And and they put so much thought into it and there's so much heart in this gift that you're just melted. Um, thank you for organising that. Thank you. So you're just melted um, by this gift because you know that there's just this heart behind it. They've been dreaming of this for so long. Look. This is a gift that God didn't have to. He didn't have to. But for centuries, for centuries, he has been thinking and plotting and thinking, how, how am I going to show my love to the world? And so he comes with this gift. 
a gift of love to the world. And he comes as a baby. Not in might and not in power, not in majesty, not in authority, not in the force of an army, not in a king sitting in in rule, but as a baby. And do you know, in the Old Testament, whenever God was coming, whenever someone was saved, it was saved by God himself. God himself came to save. But the agent of salvation here now is this baby. (laughs) This baby born. And so, this is a word to you. It's a word to me. It's God saying, wow, I love you. I want you. I want you. I want you back. It's a heart, you see. It is God of the universe saying, here, the most precious, precious gift right from my heart. The the most precious thing that I could ever dream of of giving you, I'm, I'm giving to you. The most important, maybe the, uh, a sentence that all humanity long to hear is that the maker of the universe wants you. And the maker of the universe wants us. And so that's what this, the giving of the baby is. And the proof is that he comes to the world in the person of a baby. So we've talked about the magnitude of the gift We've talked about the deep heart, God's very heart, sending his own son. Did you notice that it was Trinitarian, triune, Father, Son and Holy Spirit? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, working salvation for us, for humanity. But lastly, I want to think, um, about the purpose of God's plan. And maybe you will take offence at the purpose of God's plan. Because the angel says to Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Hmm. In the past, God would come and save people from this great enemy army that would be attacking them and oppressing them. Uh, Maybe these people were wanting the Messiah to come to save them from the political domination of the Romans. But the angel actually says something very extraordinary, very, very extraordinary to Joseph. You shall name his name Jesus, which means God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. God is saying about humanity that we are trapped. There is a a, 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 a terrible power. It's a It's a diabolical power, a tyrannical power in the heart of every human being. <laughs> like, like it's a terrible, terrible trap 
and we it mobilizes us and we're blind to it we just can't see it and we're addicted to it it intoxicates us and we want it more and more and more and it rules in every human heart with such destructive power terrible power over the human race and we're trapped in the darkness and blackness and deadness of sin. It's true. I don't know whether you know it about your own heart. But, but, but God sees that it's not the armies that there's the biggest problem and it's not the nuclear, it's not this and that. It is that there is a diabolical force over the human race and in your heart and in mine and it's part of my own testimony that I've known the rule of sin mastering me. And I've known God come through this little baby who died ultimately on a cross to get bolt cutters out and break the power of sin. And and that's what God is purposing here. You shall name his name Jesus because he will break the power of that is the most wicked and most terrible and most powerful of all powers over the human race. God has come to set us free, to save his people from their sins. Have you ever been saved uh, from your sins? Have you ever been saved from your sins? God comes, and I'm just asking you this Christmas, I want to do this too myself. I want to look again at the gift of God in Christ. I want all my hope to be in that gift that God gives, whose life culminates in death on a cross. But he is coming to save us, to save us, to save us from that mastery that would rule over you. For us to bow down like the Magi did and say, Lord, Lord, you're a king. I need your salvation. I want to go free. I'm asking for your rule and reign. There is no king is more worthy of worship than this king because do you see how he comes he comes fragile and vulnerable and he's calling for us our worship that he would rule over us and free us from the entrapment of our sin he wants to bring you peace yes he does and he wants to bring you back into the heart The God of the universe is is sending his son to bring us all the way in, all the way in to his heart and to bring us into freedom and joy and strength and hope. So this is my encouragement to you, to look. You say, that's not much. I'm not asking you to jump. I'm not asking you to run. I'm not asking you to pay. I'm not, I'm asking you to look. Just look. Just will you look. 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 Look with faith. 
Because the promise of the Bible is that anyone would look to the Lord. The salvation for them, if you look by faith, turning away from your sins and look, trusting in him and knowing his grace, his goodness and his rule by the work of his spirit in your hearts again. It's my desire for myself as well. Let's pray and let's sing together. Lord, Lord, we just want to look again at what you've done in Christ. Lord, the initiative is yours. You're the one that has come. Lord, it's not us climbing a ladder. It's not us doing this or that. It's about us looking and looking again and delighting again in you and in your son who was given at Christmas time as a baby to the world in great love. So Lord, please do that um, miracle of salvation in our hearts through your your Father, we're asking that you do it through your son Jesus, who you gave for that express purpose. Work in us, Lord, by the Holy Spirit, that we might love and worship you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.